Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Coming up on 5-Minute News. Government exercises made clear that the US was not ready for a pandemic. Italian death toll overtakes China's as virus spreads. And Europeans sing health workers' praises nightly from windows. It's Friday, March 20. I'm Anthony Davis. A pandemic scenario almost identical to the current coronavirus, codenamed Crimson Contagion, was simulated by the US Department of Health and Human Services in a series of exercises that ran from last January to August. The simulation's sobering results, contained in a draft report dated October 2019 that has not previously been reported, drove home just how underfunded, underprepared and uncoordinated the federal government would be for a life-or-death battle with a virus for which no treatment existed. The draft report laid out in stark detail repeated cases of confusion in the exercise. Federal agencies jockeyed over who was in charge. State officials and hospitals struggled to figure out what kind of equipment was stockpiled or available. Cities and states went their own ways on school closings. Many of the potentially deadly consequences of a failure to address the shortcomings are now playing out in all too real fashion across the US. It was hardly the first warning for the nation's leaders. Three times over the past four years, the US government, across two administrations, had grappled in depth with what a pandemic would look like, identifying likely shortcomings and in some cases recommending specific action. In 2016, the Obama administration produced a comprehensive report on the lessons learned by the government from battling Ebola. In January 2017, outgoing Obama administration officials ran an extensive exercise on responding to a pandemic for incoming senior officials of the Trump administration. The work done over the past five years, however, demonstrates that the government had considerable knowledge about the risks of a pandemic and accurately predicted the very types of problems Mr Trump is now scrambling belatedly to address. Crimson Contagion, the exercise conducted last year in Washington and 12 other states, including New York and Illinois, showed that federal agencies under Mr Trump continued the Obama-era effort to think ahead about a pandemic. But the planning and thinking happened many layers down in the bureaucracy. The knowledge and sense of urgency about the peril appear never to have gotten sufficient attention at the highest level of the executive branch or from Congress, leaving the nation with funding shortfalls, equipment shortages and disorganisation within and among various branches and levels of government. 
The October 2019 report, in particular, documents that officials at the Departments of Homeland Security and Health and Human Services, and even at the White House's National Security Council, were aware of the potential for a respiratory virus outbreak originating in China to spread quickly to the United States and overwhelm the nation. Nobody ever thought of numbers like this, Mr Trump said on Wednesday at a news conference. In fact, they had. The death toll in Italy from the coronavirus overtook China's on Thursday and infections in the United States climbed past 10,000 in a stark illustration of how the crisis has pivoted toward the West. Italy, with a population of 60 million, recorded at least 3,405 deaths or roughly 150 more than in China, a country with a population over 20 times larger. Yesterday, a visiting Chinese Red Cross team criticised Italians' failure to properly quarantine themselves and take the national lockdown seriously. Health authorities have cited a variety of reasons for Italy's high toll. Key among them is its large population of elderly people who are particularly susceptible to serious complications from the virus, although severe cases have also been seen in younger patients. Italy has the world's second oldest population, and the vast majority of its dead, 87%, were over 70. Spain has been the hardest-hit European country after Italy, and in Madrid, a four-star hotel began operating as a makeshift hospital for coronavirus patients. Meanwhile, the World Health Organization warned that the virus is spreading quickly in Africa, an especially alarming development considering the poor state of healthcare in many of its countries. At a time of isolation, people in many European cities hit hard by the new coronavirus are taking at least a minute each night to come together in gratitude. They stand at open windows or on balconies in Rome, Madrid, Paris, Athens and Amsterdam, singing, cheering and applauding even though they know their intended audience is too busy to listen. The adulation is for the doctors, nurses and other healthcare workers putting themselves at risk on the front lines of the pandemic that is forcing most residents to stay home. The word is spread mostly through the WhatsApp messaging service. In France, where the head of the National Doctors Federation picked up the virus from a diabetic patient, the call went out seemingly spontaneously by text messages hours after a nationwide lockdown went into effect on Tuesday. Windows opened promptly at 8pm and then again on Wednesday. In this period of crisis, we are going to see the most beautiful things humanity has to offer, but also perhaps the darkest, said French Prime Minister Edouard Philippe. You can subscribe to 5-Minute News with your preferred podcast app. Ask your smart speaker or enable 5-Minute News as your Amazon Alexa flash briefing skill. Visit us online at 5minute.news. 5-Minute News is an independent production covering politics, inequality, health and climate, delivering unbiased, verified and truthful world news daily. We often hear about the individuals who took the oath of office to become the chief executive. But what about the other people who play a role in each administration or the events that may not be as well known, but that contribute to the reshaping of the office of the American presidency? On the presidencies of the United States, 
We explore each administration beyond just the person holding the highest elected office in order to better understand the history that brought us to the modern-day presidency. I hope you'll join me on this journey through the annals of presidential history. Presidencies can be found anywhere fine podcasts can be found and is a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.